and we're live. Okay. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Tom. So here we are, um, <laughs> just off, just over the halfway mark. Yeah. Today's, How does that today, feel? Today's halfway. Yeah. If uh, I'm in a weird headspace. Why? How come? Because um, there's a few reasons, but one of them I saw something on Instagram today it was like um it's the halfway mark well you know however you started like make sure you finish strong like there's yeah. still time um you know like prioritize what you need to prioritize and just make it happen really yeah so um i've had that feeling today of just taking reflecting on the last couple of weeks and what I'd like to do differently in the next inshallah I've also felt like um a sense of what oh no no oh um a sense of peace that I've I felt like a I've just felt hopeful that it hasn't it's it's been really fruitful and there's been a lot of epiphanies so i've i've learned a lot and it's only been two weeks and this week in particular has been really challenging for all the other reasons except for food and drinks like you know everything else is just like kind of hit me like a truck um which we can get into but that's been really good though because I can now see myself taking those lessons on and everything we talked about last week about sort of chipping away at this, the marble that's someone's just come and like hit my marble with a sledgehammer <laughs> so like a lot of stuff's been revealed to me <laughs> and uh, now I have the next two weeks to really hone it in um, but also it's been really strange because the day I remember so vividly the day the the day before starting thinking a whole I've got a whole month ahead of me like oh it's gonna be a you know it's a long one and like I'm already halfway and that's that's just with every, with anything you know but like this in particular it just feels like it's gone so quickly and yet in the first week it felt like it was dragging a bit and now I'm like, oh, my days have only got two. I've only got two weeks left, and then you're not you're not guaranteed the next time. So it really feels like a loss at the end, and I'm already anticipating that loss. Already, I'm starting to feel that two weeks in. Um, that you know, after two weeks have gone, I don't know if I'll if I'll live to see the next one. Not in a morbid way. Um, that's a whole other conversation about yeah. just mortality and stuff because I just am not afraid to talk about those things and I'm 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 very aware of my mortality um so in Ramadan I'm very aware of the fact that I might not see it next in the next year um I mean people run away from from any mention of death and stuff and you know for various reasons and that's perfectly reasonable I've just make it I've yeah but that's like a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But we can get into it if you want. But I guess all right, where I yeah. wanna start 
Yeah, where I would like to start is, as I was saying, where I'd like to start is, this week sounds like the total opposite to what you experienced the week before. Mm -hmm. Um, And by that, I mean, like, last week you were talking about, like, feeling, like, humbled, like, no, this isn't as easy as you think, and um, do you remember when you were saying, like, just, like, being able to get through Just the day yeah the food and the drink are enough and that kind of stuff yeah whereas yeah. i feel like this week like it sounds like the lessons and all the additional like mental all, stuff all that, has all kicked that stuff in. i was hoping for but now i'm like oh i wish i never learned it yeah yeah so i guess my first question is what you this week imagine if you net last week was a totally different person what advice or what message would you give to that person that was <laughs> just to like put like to, into into context like or... that's such a strange question what would you know because it honestly it yeah. honestly feels it feels like a different i know that sounds hyperbolic yeah. and it sounds it sounds too it just sounds unrealistic. How can you be a totally different person yeah. a week later? But I'm telling you, I am a totally different person. <laughs> we, I am telling you, it's this, this is what I'm talking about, the, the month being a month of transformation. Um, I would say to that person, <laughs> the, me last week. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last week you were finding your feet, but it seems like now you're in a totally different space, like things have gone a bit 180 or uh, yeah for real up. they have they've ramped up it's just like a yeah um i mean it's hard to say because i mean i would i would say i would say to little old last week sophia um stop worrying about what you are or are not learning the the your time will come <laughs> um because i think i was in a headspace of oh you know i'm just I don't, nothing's clicking and I'm, I'm, I want to be open to the lessons and I don't want to put pressure on myself to learn stuff. I remember saying that, um, Han, you were going to learn stuff. So relax. And I think it's sort of the first week, not jitters, the first week sort of excitement where, okay, I'm in it for the month. Like I need to get this going. I need to learn stuff. I need to do stuff. Um, and there's a lot of enthusiasm. I would direct that enthusiasm less towards what you're not learning and trying to ramp it up and instead direct it towards reflection and remembrance. I, I wasn't in a state of remembrance. I wasn't in a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I was in a state of trying to pick stuff up and learn stuff and chip away and you know all that kind of stuff instead of just being present and just being open i was gonna say so do you feel like you've gotten to this point naturally or do you feel like it's as a result of like you doing additional things around your fast um like has it just been like a sequence of events or has it been i've done this certain act or i've done like How's it? How how do you think you've arrived at this place? By what means? Well, I was trying to. I think it's a combination of both. Well, it is both. I know it's both, and I'll tell you why. The first was 
I remember last week talking about um, Russell Brand saying you're what you're enough, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and I have recently been I've recently been confronted with a lesson I didn't think I needed to learn. This is before Ramadan about self worth and about truly understanding what my self-worth is and whether I think I'm worthy of various things. Um, people might be familiar with the term self-sabotage, uh, but basically that's a symptom of your not feeling like you're worthy of that good thing, so you sabotage it. Uh, I'm prone to that in some ways, and I've also recognised that I'm prone to... Um, well, I'm just fearful of starting something because I don't think it's going to matter and I don't think people care and I don't think I'm worthy of... I'm I'm exaggerating, but basically I just don't think, oh, no one cares. I just think no one cares. Not about me. I know people care about me and they love me, but I'm saying if I want to ever do something creative or if I want to start something, there's always something stopping me and I've and I've come to learn that perhaps it's because I don't think I'm basically the voice in my head is like who do you think you are trying to get on that who do you think you are trying to start that who do you think you are what you think you've got a special or something or oh you think your voice matters I've got that voice in my head and I always confused it with humility mm. but actually it's not it's it's lacking yeah, all the way it is. yeah it's, it's yeah. Just, exactly I, I was just so oh, you're narcissistic if you ever start something or do something or put yourself out there yeah. like even this I was putting doing recording my voice because I thought no one's gonna what who's gonna listen to you so that's really harmful that's harmful negative thinking and it's also rooted I I've come to learn in self-worth because you can have high self-esteem I uh, at least I think high self-esteem yeah no and I've always prided that's the thing I've always prided myself on working on my self-esteem and like having high self-esteem but I don't think, I, to an extent, it was maybe inauthentic because actually, if you had a high self-esteem and high self-worth, you would not have any qualms about, you know, putting, just doing what ma- what makes you happy. Well, I wouldn't go that or, far because that's like the expectation of like what you'd assume someone with high self-esteem. Because just because you got high self-esteem doesn't mean that you're not like you're done. You're, like, no, you're, that's what yeah. I, that's the thing. I'm not really yeah. sure. I don't really know if if self-esteem directly correlates with self-worth or you can or if they are mutually exclusive i'm not sure because i would i would say i've got high self-esteem but low low self-worth so how does that how does that add up like i don't so anyway and this is this came as by the way this came as a surprise to me because i was just i was rolling on the high self-esteem wave for the last however many years and I and and I worked hard on it, and I was like happy with it. Da, da, da. But then when things came up in my life, I was there was a little voice of of this sort of like devil on my shoulder almost, whispering doubt in my mind and like shame and just stuff. You know, mm. it's hard to say. It's hard to summarize in five minutes. But basically, dealing with self worth before Ramadan. Okay, so now coming into Ramadan, I was like, it was it was number one on my list to address that and to fix, not fix it, but like 
be on the way. So I was trying to look it up and I couldn't really find anything. And then going back to what you said, what's changed? I think I stumbled across something on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Um, I had to take a slight break because Tom was being a dodo. <laughs> I was caring too much about the. No, the, he was being. A, no, he result. was. Okay, he was and being also. a dodo. Okay, so coming into Ramadan, yeah. I stumbled across something on YouTube, so in the last week, and um, in the previous week, I was trying to find stuff on worthiness or just you know what what am I what am I looking for and I couldn't really find it, and this week I found it and I think I'd made the effort to find it but also must have been something that just came up on my YouTubes by this doctor called Dr. Brene Brown. She researches shame, worthiness, courage and vulnerability. So she's got decades of research and she interviews people about, you know, what, how to have a meaningful life and the, con- the overwhelming consensus is that to have a meaningful life, you have to have courage and you have to have vulnerability and you have to address your shame because everyone has it. So I'm not, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying this to myself and to you and to everyone. Everyone has shame embedded in them from, from something and it's your personal responsibility to address it so that you can live a meaningful life. So I'm reading all this. I'm like, oh, I found somebody that can actually provide, you know, real insight that's based on research. And, you know, it's not just sort of hippy dippy, you know, follow your heart type stuff. It's, you know, empirical evidence. And, you know, that's great. So I'm so, I'm just sort of dipping my toe in that water. Um, and then that coincided with... Um, and we talked about this earlier, but a person that I was following on social media passed away. And he had such an incredible story. Um, his name's Ali Banat, and he was living, he's from Sydney, and he was living the high life. He had, and we're talking high, high life, like the the cars, the, the Ferraris, the the Range yeah, Rovers. His, he had a Ferrari Spider, which was worth like six hundred thousand pounds. Six hundred. Yeah. 600, oh, I thought it was sixty. 000. When I when I saw that car, I was like, "That's a house." Um, That's more than a house in some cases. He had that and a few other cars. Yeah. He had everything he owned was designer. He had a collection of Louis Vuitton shoes. He, well, anyway, everything. He had everything, and he um, was drinking a cup of tea in the morning. And he got a burnt, a burnt tongue from his tea and he went into the mirror to check and his tongue and he saw a lump on the roof of his mouth or just in his gums. And then after a few tests and everything, found out he had cancer all over his body. He's like our age. He's like 20s, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's not, you know, he doesn't have kids or anything. He's still young. He's still living like the fast life, you know. So he realised he has cancer throughout his entire body and he's given seven months to live. He this he lived three more years after that. And in that time, when he told her he had seven months to live, he sold everything, all his cars, everything. And he set up a charity um, where he basically, for the 
for as long as he was going to live, he was going to help people. And he just, yeah, he just gave his wealth and he gave up his time and he set up a charity and he, and he got staff and the charity lives on. And he passed away on, on Tuesday and obviously defied whatever the doctors were telling him about how long he was going to live. And he just found, a, you know, found this new purpose and, a, and just a, recentered his priorities, basically. Um, so that was hard to learn, but also inevitable because he would put updates on his social media and you could see, and he would do videos of himself and you could see that he was deteriorating in health. Um, and I remember last week looking at a video and thinking, you're like, he's, I, it's, his time's coming soon, you can just tell. And then he put a video up like, yeah, he put that video up and then two days later, day later, passes away. So yeah, and then obviously since that, I've just, it kind of blew up on social media a bit. Um, and he, his story inspired so, so many people, including myself. And it's just been a bit of a wake up call um, because he would put videos, he would put reminders on video, um, on social media and they would be, you know, your time is limited. What are you gonna do? Like, what is your life worth? if you're just living for yourself. And his story is a testament to what's really meaningful in life. And he gave up everything that we could all dream of for this purpose of pleasing God and for doing good in the world. Um, so I've just had that wake up call basically of like, what are you doing with your life? That is really meaningful. And this is for any, just anybody that's, anyone in the world it doesn't matter if you believe in god or not like what's your legacy gonna be are you when you've when your time comes and you don't know when that time comes you want to say that you lived a good life and you helped people like you just surely because we can all go along with the hedonistic mentality but who benefits from that you don't even because research shows that happiness comes from helping others and serving others you know they've done they've done all this all the all the tests on it they know they everyone knows that that's what where the true value of life comes from so the fact that we're all just sort of enslaved by like we were talking about last week enslaved by our desires enslaved by you know keeping up with the joneses getting jealous when people buy a home or buy a car or buy a holiday or whatever it is and we want what everyone else wants meanwhile like our i don't know like we're just we're just rotting from the inside out like yeah, truly i was gonna say like people like we're being conditioned like on the daily we're being primed for a lot our of demise these, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much everywhere you go Honestly. everything you see like I'm not even just talking adverts I'm talking like other people and like conversations like the way we act like it's just all set up against us and you really really do have to fight to like just to get back to a place of center and like I don't know like the whole thing of um 
chasing happiness like chasing like validation chasing like achievements and stuff and thinking that yeah you're going to be re rewarded with like praise and all sorts if you have the ferrari or if you have the house not really he had all of it yeah he had all of it and it's like it it, it feeds it, i feel like it taps into like a like a core like feeling or a need that we have yeah so it's, it's a void. like yeah so it's like if we have this void then well let's make this void a healthy void and fill it with like yeah. good works and stuff like you're gonna have that feeling still like it's in you f like for a reason because yeah you've got the capacity to do good but mm. so follow through on it and i guarantee you that same ferrari feeling carries across when you like help other people when you with, give that yeah. value of, of the ferrari and yeah. charity or in volunteering yeah. or in and like i'm not saying that to sound cheesy like i've genuinely like he's like put yourself in the in the, his shoes like you get told you have cancer and it's inoperable it's it's done like terminal seven months to live you haven't even you know started your life like truly you haven't started your life like you haven't lived enough to have kids or to travel the world or whatever it is that you set out to do and what does he do he like and i'm not saying he's he's the only one because you see these stories all the time of people that get told that they have a terminal illness and then they transform their life to do to do good you know and they they want to give back and they want to have have a legacy you know um he's not the only one i'm not just talking about him because he is the only because he's not but he he had a profound impact on me and he i will i my life is forever changed because of his story and because of how he touched my life and that was a wake-up call i could never have anticipated this week in my second week of ramadan um so it's the one the one question i'm sitting with at the moment is what are you what's your because he even did a um a last message to to the world he's you know like a post was it posthumous post i don't know my english no good but a video saying you know if you're watching this i've passed away and this is my last words and one of them is he basically just talks about how you need to have a project get a vision get a project do good don't get caught up in the materialistic life i had all of it and it isn't worth it's not it's worth nothing compared to seeing a kid's a kid's smile that i've helped you know like and he's not saying that for any other reason other than speaking his truth like you can trust his opinion because he's been there. Yeah, he's, he's literally it, been yeah. there. So like for him to say that and he's dying. He's he's dying and it's and he's living in in constant pain because cancer's painful. And he never complained in all the videos. He would say, you know, I'm in pain or my lungs are failing or whatever, but he would never say and like F all this, this is, you know, nothing. He always just brought it back to gratefulness. Gratitude, sorry. Always brought it back to gratitude. Always just, like, you would, you just hope you can ha you can develop that purity of heart, like, truly. And, and with his last, like, piece of advice being get a project. 
I was like, damn, Ali, okay, let's see. Like, what can I do? What can I do to get, like, what's yeah. my project? What's my, what is the, what is the thing I'm going to do to help, to like help people? Not just, oh, if you see a homeless person, chuck him some change. That's good too. I'm not saying that it's not, but that's passive. It's sort of like, it's I, like a meh. Yeah, yeah, like so. I can I can commit to a direct debit to a charity, but it's not really taking time out of my day. I'm not really thinking about yeah. it. I'm not conscious of it. It's it's sort of like oh, good deed done, cool, yeah. good for me, pat on the back. But no, what are you actually gonna commit to? What is the thing that you're going to strive towards yeah. to help the world? Um. So that's what that's what I'm ruminating on right now, and. It doesn't have to be something that I have to do myself. Yeah. It can be something that I'm. It can be his charity that I'm supporting, but I'm. But I'm not just chucking money at it. Like I'm asking to volunteer. I'm asking yeah. to provide guidance, or you know, I'm. I'm offering my assistance or my yeah. help or my expertise or, you know, just making that, yeah. that your part of your life. Basically, that's also another thing that I think people like don't really don't really like bear in mind it's not just your money that can help it's also you and your time yeah yeah like who knows like you can have a conversation with somebody that's like in the midst of like running one of these kind of organizations and you can give them a piece of like knowledge or insight that could help them yeah like, or like if yeah. you if you so like you as a video producer you can yeah. offer to do a video for a charity exactly, or like yeah. somebody that's in events can offer can offer to help out yeah. at an event if you're in hr you can off you know because and it's not just oh go help charities because yeah. i mean as we all know some of these charities are minted and they don't need our help <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, just go, you know, don't, come on, okay, no hate, no shade, no shade. Yeah, sorry. We're the BBC here, we don't mention, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Only sponsorships. No. (laughs) Only joking. Sponsored by Oxfam. I'm sure they do good. No, of course they do, but like, they're fine. I used to give to them, actually. All right. For you. Good for you. But my point being (laughs) that... It can just be something that is that you f- you think is meaningful. So if it's a local food bank that you want to donate two hours of your time, or you want to commit to donating a certain number amount of food, um, if it's a women's shelter that you want to donate your time, if it's um, you know offering to walk elderly people's dogs, like do something, make make an concerted make a concerted effort to be of service to others. Yeah. This is advice to me more than anyone else, um, because you will see the fruits of that. You will, you will feel better as a person. You'll also feel like you have made a positive difference in the world, and that's your legacy. So if you if you if you're gone tomorrow, look at the positive impact you yeah. had on someone someone else's life. I don't know. So he he's just woken me up, boy. Yeah, it definitely does show, like especially like. In, in Ali's like case like there is the scope of what you can do is so wide it's so much wider than just chucking money at stuff like you can actually do a lot yeah and that obviously you know he was able to set up a charity and yeah. able to do that stuff because he was minted because <laughs> he, yeah. he, cause the value of that car yeah. would have paid for you know a, a lot, year yeah. like a couple of people's salaries for a year yeah. 
and I'm not saying that it, it absorbs him from the the good that he did. Yeah. Obviously not. Like I'm not saying that for a second. I'm saying I'm saying do what you can with what you have. So if you have that kind of money, then do that. Yeah. If Everyone you don't have that kind of money, yeah. do something else. But you can do something. You don't have to be minted to help people. Yeah. Like don't wait for to be a millionaire to then be a benefactor for something. Like yeah. no. Just you could be earning 14 grand a year and you and you could still be doing something. Yeah. Everyone has their special gift. How how you going to use yours, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So you know, that was basically to go back to your initial question, the yes, this week has changed because of what I made an effort to do, but also what I could never have anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like there's gonna be like a fallout from all of this? Like, do you really feel like this is gonna sit with you? Something you'd like to sit with for like a couple of weeks, months, or do you feel like you no, know, you're in a position to like just act on it and and basically import the change um again both like there's um i need to sit with what my project is like what what can i what can i genuinely offer um what and you know what what are my limits i can't give 50 percent of my salary to chat like i can't so what can i do though you know um and I think with addressing your faults, that comes with time. I'm not expecting miracles with that one. Like, I want to, like, growth is a process. It's not, it's not like, oh, let's get from A to B. You never know where it's going to take you. Like, you know. So I think just having an awareness my because my heart was open to to lessons they came at me like a ton of bricks mm. but now i've got them and now i can i there is no rush basically i can yeah. i can take as much time as i need to take on the lessons and to and to implement them into my life yeah. um and also don't I, it's not really related but another lesson has been being more confident in standing up for what I think is right yeah. so not even just even just talking about my faith and like doing this recording and like knowing that other people who aren't Muslim or you know whatever are, are going to yeah. listen to it potentially that that would never you couldn't pay me a million pounds to do this last year or the year before because I always felt like I couldn't I'm, I'm so busy trying to make sure everyone else is okay yeah and apologizing for my faith and making yeah. sure everyone, everyone are you all right with it like oh it's not that bad oh no I'm chill like I'm so busy trying to bring bring out that energy of like yeah. I'm Muslim but it's not that bad or I'm Muslim but I can I can be your mate and I'm sort of over that now. Yeah. Um, and this month has sort of helped me. The last couple of weeks, generally, have sort of helped me because I've committed to bringing, bringing it to light, and 
just talking about it more yeah. and just saying, hey, if you have any questions, I am Muslim, I am fasting this month. Yeah. If you have any questions, feel free. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm open. Yeah. The fact that I did that is a huge change from what I would have done a few years ago. Mm. Um, and I think that set the precedent for this month just being a, a month where I can be and I have been more confident in yeah. in sort of stopping a conversation if I'm not if it's not if it's if it's just backbiting for the sake of backbiting or if you know we're just I don't know like just certain situations like I've also taken on more opportunities to talk about it I've been yeah. open to answering questions I think it's been quite help helpful yeah. for people as well just to learn and just be aware of it because it's not, it's not an elephant in the room anymore yeah. where if, I've, if in hindsight I kind of feel like it was maybe yeah oh are we allowed to eat around her can we eat around her <laughs> yeah. are we allowed to drink no like you know and now I everyone knows body, yeah. yeah and now everyone knows I'm fasting and and they can say does it you know how does it feel and I can say don't worry about it eat all you like in front of me it just now it's now we've squashed the beef yeah. <laughs> now you can just do what you like around me yeah. whereas before it might have been like everyone's oblivious they're eating and then they go do you want some or whatever and i say oh no i'm fasting and then it becomes this problem because yeah. i never mentioned it and that and oh you never told us oh we're really sorry oh we should never have done this yeah. da, da, da. so you see the difference it's just being more transparent has really helped yeah kind of want to take like a step back like and when i say a step back i not don't mean like go over old ground um but i mean like just take more of an objective view and i kind of want to ask you like could you just because you used the term process earlier mm -hmm. and it really got my mind thinking like um because you said like trust the process and like it takes time and stuff how would you describe this process of like the two weeks like uh, how you found it what how how like what does it feel like like on, on an overall um on a big picture style so like i imagine when a couple months from now if we ever do a review yeah. i'm like oh how was it yeah man i mean just the first two weeks have been really challenging <laughs> yeah yeah they've been challenging challenging in terms of like demanding or challenging in terms of like okay i need to like um get together to overcome both. this both simultaneously yeah like you you'll be hungry and then you're also trying to like hustle <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's you you tend to just do one or the other yeah i think in the first week i was trying to do both so that was why it was challenging was that I was there was this pressure I was putting myself to learn yeah. and grow and do this and do that and then this week it's just been okay f sort of having having a bit of an epiphany with the whole worthiness thing mm -hmm. just finding more information about it learning about it and then and then having you know brother Ellie pass away mm -hmm. Um, may he rest in paradise. I don't. I I I I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just. It's just been. 
a few more wake-up calls than I would have liked <laughs> and that's why it's been challenging is that yeah. I don't I don't ever ever see myself going back and I would I would be very disappointed in myself if I reverted back to old habits and old ways yeah. and old modes of thinking after these t two weeks but for me to get to that point I had to be open to it you're basically signing up for a punch in the face like mm -hmm. truly you're, you're signing up for for the like the wake-up calls of all wake-up calls you know yeah and if you're not open to that then you will just have like I was reading um, in this book um, Purification of the Heart there's a bit in, in it on Ramadan actually which I found I just found by, by chance because it's not, it's not in the there's no contents page um, and it says there's inward fast in, there's outward fasting and inward fasting which is sort of what we touched on but outward fasting being the food the drink yeah. and sex um, and then the inward fasting being negative like judgments on people, gossiping, lying, you know, just the stuff that you sort of do in, inside that no one has to, no one will ever see. Um, and yeah, it's been challenging because that stuff's so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> and in the first week I was sort of trying to reconcile doing outward fasting and inward fasting and like trying to like do it all. And then this week has been off the back of that. It's been sort of, okay, the outward fasting is sort of easy. It's getting easier now. Like it's just, it's just your reality. Yeah. So like there's no, there's no shock to the system anymore. It's done. Like you've had a week and then it's just sort of come all at once, the inward fasting. Simple question, but yeah. I know it's probably not going to be a simple answer. Like, how do you feel? How do I feel? Yeah, about everything. Like, are you happy? Are you grateful? Like, <laughs> just I know it's a simple question, but I feel like there might be an answer behind it. At this point, do you feel like, yeah? Because obviously you're going through like a lot, especially in this past week. It sounds mentally. Um, there is a word I can't, I can't find the word to describe it, but basically I feel like some of these wake up calls I've had are, you know, like what, you know, basically a slap on the wrist in, in a sense of it's sort of shown me what I have been lacking and what I haven't been doing in my life that has been meaningful and what I should be doing, should have been doing this whole time. Like I should be, I should be more helpful. I should be more generous. I should, you know, there's a lot of shoulds that I feel kind of stupid for not having woken up to. And I've taken that for granted, you know, because you're because life just happens and you don't ever 
Like, when do you, when can you realistically tell me that you sat with yourself and gone, okay, I've got, I've got some things to work on. Like, you know, it just doesn't happen. You just, life happens. And I feel really stupid that I haven't, not stupid, she was not the right word, but just, I feel like, oh, Sophia, you could have, you're silly. Like, you didn't, you didn't, you could have learned this sooner. Like, why weren't you open? Why wasn't your heart open to it type, type thing? Um, but I'm also really ho hopeful. I feel hopeful that now I have everything so far. Basically, what I've learned so far is enough to sort me out for the rest of the year in terms of working on yourself. Because yeah. <laughs> this is going to take a minute. Yeah. Um, and I have to be steadfast. I have to be focused. I can't. Yeah. I can't just, you know, like when you go to, when you watch, like when you're watching Red Nose Day or something. Yeah. And then you see the sad video and you're like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh. And then you maybe you give two pounds and then you get on with your day and you forget about it. Tell me a video you remember from Red Nose Day you remember that stuck with you. I know I've been affected by them, but like, unfortunately. Exactly. And, and not proudly. <laughs> No, me neither. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. Because <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't matter in the long run. You're also, just... as well, it, like you're making me realize like the amount of years I've grown up like, and I wish my parents like maybe slapped me on the wrist or something for it now when I think about it. The amount of times you just watch it and you're like, oh, why are we having? To, why are they trying to make us feel bad or yeah, all of the like just a negative attitude to like what the whole thing is about whereas people are just there for the entertainment like they want to see celebrities do like fancy things and stuff but it's no joke like yeah and, and the same for children in need and it's just yeah. yeah but you know we are the our world revolves around us yeah and it's just that kind of stuff is just a, a disturbance it's just uh what's the word it's sort of a flicker can it... I share something with you actually that happened yeah, to me talk? just on that? Yeah. Um, it happened this morning. So I was traveling on the train on the district line and it's packed. And then there's this guy, he got on a Hammersmith. Um, and he was sitting, so I was sit out where I was, he was to my left and then he was like two seats down. Mm -hmm. So obviously the train's packed. And I didn't realize it, but like he had a blanket around his shoulders, and obviously as he the doors closed and the train carried on, and then there was like this smell of like um, urine and stuff, mm -hmm. and then immediately like I, I couldn't see like where the smell was coming from, and then obviously he got up like maybe two stops later, and then he walked, he shuffled off, and then you could see everybody in the platform, their heads, I mean not on the platform, on the train, their heads were like looking towards this guy trying to make sense of it and then obviously there's like a mix of like different faces and stuff so obviously some people were like disgusted because it's like it's early in the morning why are we having to smell this and all the sorts and then even me like admittedly i wasn't i wasn't thinking too positively at the beginning but then when as the doors closed and like the train um proceeded um to the next stop i i had this like thought that came over me which was essentially like well at least you're gonna be able to sleep in a soft bed tonight and then also as well like um thinking like of all the possible things i could have done 
like mm. to actually help that situation rather than just sitting there with like my stink face like oh why is this guy coming inconvenienced to me or whatever mm-hmm. not realizing that that smell would probably dissipate in 30 seconds because the train's got air conditioning and all sorts rather than actually seeing the opportunity like i know obviously i was like I had to be at work or whatever, but like I would have liked to think in a different scenario that like you can actually take the time to like help out somehow mm-hmm. and just uh, yeah. So the point that I'm trying to make is just like that I'm um, this pops into my head because obviously you said about children in need mm-hmm. and all of those shows. Like people are watching it and feeling negative, like oh and all this and that. But like no, that's not the point that they're they're trying to hit. No, on. they're trying but, to yeah. um, ignite empathy in you. Yeah. And, you know, trying to bring out the, your best qualities. Yeah. But, and for the most part, that is exactly what happens. People yeah. are genuinely touched by those stories and they, you know, dig deep and they provide the funds. But then my point is they get on with their life. Yeah. And they don't, they feel like they've done the good thing. And then, you know, myself included, like, I'll do one good deed, yeah. and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorted." Absolved, like, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, I've, aren't I a good person? Yeah. Aren't I such a, such a gem? <laughs> and then I've missed out all the other opportunities to be helpful or to, to be kind or yeah. to be generous because I, am in my own little world, and, I think, that's definitely what I need to work on. For the, I mean, like I said, this is going to take me till the rest of the year if i'm serious about it because you have to be if you want if you want to make genuine change in yourself you have to take that time and and that's what i mean by it's a process because you know take this whole take you know learning about worthiness yeah i could i might come into it with a certain perspective of myself and then after doing the research or after learning about it more, it actually turns into something else. And maybe it wasn't worthiness that was the problem. It was some, you know, whatever. But like, the fact that I'm making that effort is enough. Um, and I think, you know, that I, as long as I give myself a chance, as long as I prioritize it, as long as I take that time in my week, in my day, yeah. to to learn about it and to and to recognize what I need to work on and and be kind to myself through the process because like I said this this week's hit me like a ton of bricks Mm. and it's been really challenging and really hard to hear and basically a huge mirror has been put up in front of me and it's just showing me all the all the stuff I don't like and I need to I need to just you need to just be open to that right you can't because it's so easy to fall asleep and to yeah. be asleep and just carry on with your day and not think about the stuff that matters. Yeah, that's exactly. I was going to ask you exactly that. Like, what sorts of things do you think have gotten in the way, like in this particular area? Pride. I think pride, and I never consider myself prideful, but that's the first word I think of when you ask me that. Mm. So it must mean something. Um, sorry. Like I said. I prided myself on having good self-esteem and being really, you know, just confident. Mm-hmm. Like you could never, you would, if you meet me, you could never say I wasn't confident. Yeah. And 
but it never it was never arrogance either people don't think I'm arrogant and all the times I've you know all my friends they would that they would never say oh she's really full of herself yeah um and I have other friends that have said that they would they wish they had my confidence mm. and I don't think confidence and I I strongly believe confidence is a good thing it's not a bad thing I just think that I rested on it I thought oh I'm confident I've got high self-esteem I'm good and just not feeling and just there would be times in my life where this worthiness stuff would come up mm. and I would bury it I'd bury it I'd bury it because I'm confident I've got self-esteem what's the problem you know I don't know it's hard to talk about it without going so deep and then and then this might as well be a therapy session <laughs> and also you know like at the end of the day it's my business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling as much as I'm willing to tell yeah do you know what I mean sure, keep it yeah <laughs> I mean if you want to ask me more like I'm happy to do it but yeah. you know um so yeah I guess like I we've how deep this combo has gotten it kind of shows and feel free to like jump in mm. it kind of shows just like what you were saying at the beginning <laughs> ramadan is definitely more than just like going without food oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like well that's the thing i think if anyone was to ask me oh uh, if anyone was well, um, sorry if anyone was to say oh you could have learnt this any other time like why yeah. is it so I'm telling you I'm telling you when you get rid and I've said this I said this last week I'm going to bring I'm going to bring the book out because it says it better but when you get rid of food it it brings all of this up to the surface truly it, it's when you're fasting it's like the gateway yeah it you're too tired <laughs> to to do the other stuff that you normally do. Yeah. Like, you, I was saying yesterday, um, a, you know, a few colleagues were saying, well, you're really quiet today. It's because when you don't, when, you, when you've got like 18, say you've got like eight hours left and you're at work, you know, you're using your brain, you're you're just trying to get through a normal work day anyway. I then also don't want to just chat for the whole day. Yeah. Because you're trying to preserve your energy. Um a colleague of mine had a meeting and she came out and said, I've got a really dry mouth now. Right? And she couldn't yeah. replenish it. She couldn't quench her thirst. So that's the thing. It's like when you're when you're chatting the whole day, you can't there's nothing to to protect you from that yeah. basically um and that's the point of all of this is that because She's you're the yeah i'm trying to find <laughs> it and i can't multitask right. um because you're trying to go because you're going without it just opens up a whole other opportunity um are you going to fill in some space? <laughs> um, I'm doing a bad job of filling in yeah, some space. Yeah, what are you doing? No, I'm thinking, because, like, you know the kind of questions I ask. I charge them up. 
Mm. And I'm like listening to you right now, so I didn't have like a, a question mm. ready, like on rapid fire. Oh, here we go. Look, here we go. Yeah, so hey. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. <laughs> um. So yeah, just um back it up a bit, so um you don't have time to to do all of those things because obviously you've gone without so you've only got a certain amount of energy to like concern yourself with yeah um, okay so here yeah. we go so rap um i mean this is just like a nice little um piece on ramadan just to clarify because he's very articulate this is this is um sheikh hamza yusuf he's my guy he's just my guy um hamza yusuf my guy okay <laughs> he is pretty good i've checked out a couple of his yeah bits. may god reward him okay so basically he talked so um, we, i'm just gonna skip through different bits but basically hunger has a way of dropping the veils on a lot on a lot of things when one experiences hunger he realizes his utter dependency on god and that he only provides and withholds nothing can bring harm or benefit except by his leave harboring suspicion rancor or negative feelings about other people is just not the way in ramadan the same goes for it's just not possible like you can't like you don't have energy the same goes for all forms of cheating vanity and irrational anger ramadan is a month of remembrance um heedlessness has little refuge in one's mind and heart if you're busy remembering god being mindful of god and his awareness of what moves in and out of one's thoughts expunges negative feelings boasting and arrogance are starved this month how can they survive while we admit our abject need of God and his generous provision. Who can engage in self-aggrandizing when it becomes plain that all we have is from God and it's not some mystic re result of our own talents and privilege? Profound dislike of being blamed, the fear of death and other vices spoken rise to the surface during Ramadan so that they can be easily skimmed off and discarded. All the blessings of Ramadan come from the obvious caveat. Nothing is automatic. This is not a system that God set in place in our lives and the world in which we live. Without effort and sincere trust, Ramadan can easily be just another 30 days in a year, no special moment. Even for those who fast, who mechanically deprive themselves without striving to reach deep into their souls for spiritual lessons, replenishment and climbing, the month comes and goes with only the sense of inconvenience and then a celebration at the end. Then life goes on as it did the months before. One cannot help but notice a tragedy in this. God so generously opens portals and time, truly special opportunities for us to learn, grow and build far hereafter. Yet people turn away from it with casual notice and perfunctory interest. The secrets of fasting. Um, all right, that's going on about something else. Daddy dog. <laughs> do you get it though? Yeah. What do you think? No, I was gonna, the question I, was, I wanted to ask and I feel like we've covered it in so many different ways, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can we make it more personal? When did you first, in your opinion, realize the gift of going without in order to gain? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I, mm, in recent years... Um, it was a few years ago, 
I can't remember this is why I'm so annoyed this is why I keep saying I want to record this because I'm annoyed that I can't remember the year I remember it like it was yesterday though I was in the shower and it was near it was near the end of Ramadan um, and I just had my first epiphany about worthiness and I was like Oh, like it honestly, it's like a huge light. I never have light bulb moments. I don't just go, oh, you're smart, no, you know. And I was just, I was just in the shower, just doing, doing my thing, you know. And and it just came. I can't remember. It just came up. It just rose up in me, and as if you know, just saying, you don't think you're worthy. And I just remember going, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that just, that makes so much sense. That's why I've been doing this. That's why I've been self-sabotaging here. That's what, you know, that's why you don't think you're deserving. And then I just sort of buried it. And I've just, that's why I keep saying I've, life happens because it, you know, you just, Ramadan happens and you learn so much, but then, if you're not steadfast in learning and in basically building on what you've learned, it can so easily become a distant memory. And that's what it became. It just became something I put on the back burner and it's only few, like how many years, like three years, four years maybe, that I've just said, no, you're going to fix this. And I've made that effort. It wasn't on my radar last year or the year before, you know? Um, so yeah, no, that's, what, what was the question? <laughs> when did you first realize the Yeah, it was that, it was, it was then, because I wasn't looking for it, but it happened. Um, I think in recent years, so like, like I was saying, the, the outward fasting and inward fasting, I'd been aware of that for a while, so I've always just, I remember even like when I was like 18 or 19 or whatever, I would try to not, you know, not talk badly and I would just try not to do stuff. And so I knew I had an, I had an understanding of that side, but in terms of self-development, not, not until that, that epiphany. And then, then the following year, it was something else. It wasn't, it was sort of like, oh, you had that epiphany last year, look for one this year. So it was sort of build on that, but not actually addressing that issue, but just sort of being open to wider lessons that you can learn. And then every year it's been something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final question, I guess, at the moment from me. Um, so you're at the halfway point, which we said at the beginning. Yeah. I'm doing that. What would you like to know? Well, it doesn't even, well, what would you like to do to make sure you enjoy the rest of it? Rather than, and I'm saying this because I don't want you to spend time thinking, oh, it's over soon, it's over soon. No, I know. <laughs> so how are you going to like, make the most of it? Um, or how would you like to, without putting super pressure on yourself to be like the most upstanding person? In <laughs> I So uh, it's kind of weird, but basically... This last in this last week, I tried to have more communal. Basically, I had three. Well, four different occasions where I broke my fast with somebody else. And 
I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so used to doing this by myself that I have my own little routine and it, I would just feel like I was either trying to pander to what you were comfortable with or what you wanted to do, or um, I would have to just sort of eat what was prepared for me. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm not going to do it again. What I'm actually saying is that I need to keep doing it and get over it. I need to go. Okay. I need to. Yeah. I need to get over that whole. You know, you're. It's your. You do it your way, and this is what you're comfortable with. Basically, step out your comfort zone, and and because Ramadan is a time for for communal gathering and and sharing and family, and you know. So I want to just keep doing that. I don't want to just say, "Oh, tried it, don't like it." You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be a hermit. Come on. So yeah, I want to do that. Um. I want to just learn more about what we've talked about today and just develop some plans for how I'm gonna how I'm gonna tackle it. And that's not it's to hold myself to account but in a positive way. You know, it's it's just, you know, setting goals and and recognizing that you're you like I am worth that time. That that's my self care is is to do this for myself because I'll be a better person as a result. That's just my plan. Um, also, I want to become accustomed, just become more comfortable with reading the Quran um, because the the Quran, the translation, it, the English translation. So the Quran is in Arabic, and any translation is pale in comparison. It's like we were saying earlier, it's kind of like when you, if you were to put a Shakespeare sonnet mm. into Google Translate and you read the French or the Spanish equivalent, it's just not going to be the same. You'll get the, you'll get the gist, but it's not, it doesn't have the same beauty as the original Shakespeare sonnet. It's the same principle. Um, so I, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to learn Arabic in two weeks so I can read the Quran. Obviously not. But I just need to get comfortable with reading the English translation and just recognizing the concepts and then hopefully, you know, start to learn the Arabic more. Because I, I have a the tiniest bit of Arabic and I just want to develop that language so I can read it more. Um, and just also not be intimidated by it because it's, it's you know, it's the holy book. And, and I think I have a tendency to feel like I need to be in a certain, this is just personal to me, this is, you know, but basically I need to be in the right headspace, I need to do this, I need to prep, I need to like, you know, feel good and ready and pure and, and no, like it's, I, I need to just be more comfortable reading it anywhere for, for any reason, that's how, I, that's how I'll build intimacy with God, in my view, um, so yeah, that's that's what I hope to do in the next couple of weeks is just get more comfortable with reading the Quran yeah. and just starting in terms of the project, like what's your project, just be more open to charitable acts. So if I see an opportunity, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to just, inshallah, you know, I'm not going to wait until I have a million pounds to set up a charity yeah. or a foundation. I need to start now. Yeah. The little things, you know.
you know, be faithful with the little things and you'll be granted the bigger things to be yeah. faithful with. Oh yeah. That's true. Okay. Um so unless do you wanna say anything else? Otherwise I feel like we could leave it there until next week. Until next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. Um yeah, so that was week two, halfway. Oh, my days. And yeah, so we got two okay. more left. Yeah, we do. So one more <coughs> week and then, oh, wow, that's going to be the one week countdown, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. And then... All right. What? Then Eid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, permitting on the, the sighting of the moon because it's not as straightforward yeah. as that. Lunar calendar. Yeah. So yeah, um, stay tuned for that. And oh I my hope days! You enjoyed no this one's episode. listening. And people are listening. No one's people listening. Are listening. <laughs>